Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good, good. Oh, man, that's awesome. Me too. What are the odds? Today, we're going to be talking some rookie quarterbacks, and we're going to be overreacting to the preseason. The first week of preseason is in the books, and we love to overreact because that's what we do. There was finally football on TV. It's a beautiful thing, man. Life is back to normal in the football world, and let's have a blast, baby. Hope everyone's having a great day, great Monday, and let's talk some football. News and notes from around the league. All right, news and notes from around the NFL. Plenty to go around. Houston Texans wide receiver Anthony Miller dislocated his shoulder. He could be done for the year. Uh, This is a shame. Anthony Miller is a good player. We saw plenty of flashes in Chicago during his time there. Short thereafter, he got traded to the Texans, and we wish him nothing but the best. Speedy recovery for him. Hopefully he can get back out on the field some point this year. I've dealt with shoulder injuries, dislocations. They are not fun. Um, But depending on the shoulder injury, he should be able to play through it if he gets a brace. But again, I am no doctor, believe it or not. Lions running back DeAndre Swift dealing with a groin injury expected to return this coming Thursday, which is good news. I believe Swift is still going in around the third round, and he is definitely a value. Hopefully, if he gets that workhorse role, the team's record won't matter too much because we know the Lions are going to stink. Melvin Gordon is day-to-day with a minor groin injury, according to head coach Vic Fangio. Nothing to worry about there. James Conner, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals, was activated off the COVID-19 list. Latavius Murray is fighting for a roster spot, according to multiple beat reporters in the New Orleans era, or area, rather, which is a little surprising to me. I thought Murray the last few years has actually played pretty well, but uh, the word on the street, the fantasy football streets, is that Tony Jones is the name to watch, as well as Devontae Freeman, who they recently picked up. And of course, we all saw Miles Gaskin get outtouched by Malcolm Brown over the weekend, And head coach Brian Flores proclaims the Dolphins' backfield a three-headed backfield, which is the kiss of death in fantasy football, as we all know. As a diehard Dolphins fan, I can tell you firsthand that Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed are much better than Malcolm Brown. And I'm not really worried about this Miles Gaskin stuff. I know that we like to overreact off of one preseason game. Emphasis on the word preseason Nothing to worry about. I think Gaskin's still the guy. Would I spend a fourth-round pick for him or on him today? If my draft were right now, I would not. I think that the receivers uh, in that range are a lot more valuable, but I think Gaskin will still return value. I think that he's still a player that can easily go in the fifth round and return value because he is the most talented or one of the most talented players in that backfield. It's him and Ahmed. Malcolm Brown does not worry me at all. All right, let's overreact some more. I never got to do a rookie show, and I think that I'm going to do one for running backs, receivers, and tight ends sometime down the line. But since the rookie quarterbacks already have a preseason game under their belt, why not just talk about them, talk about my thoughts on them as prospects, and then what they did over the first weekend of football unofficially. So Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson, absolutely terrorized the ACC for years, rightfully so. Clemson is a tier above any team in that conference, maybe two tiers above any team in that conference. Torched UNC, Duke, Wake Forest, and NC State, among many others. Syracuse, oh man, so many good defenses in the ACC, huh? 
Anyways, Trevor Lawrence, the best quarterback prospect in ages. Some say since Luck, some say since Manning. I've even heard ever. I don't know if I'm going that far, but he definitely has a lot of strengths and few weaknesses. One of the weaknesses that I've seen a little bit of is pocket presence. You know, it's kind of hard to judge that when he's playing against such crappy defenses in the ACC. And it's really nitpicking when it comes to this guy. He's he's pretty close to a perfect prospect at the quarterback position. But that would just be something to watch because now he doesn't have um, Wake Forest and Florida State defenders coming at him. Now he has Indianapolis Colts and Tennessee Titans trying to sack him behind the line of scrimmage. Trevor Lawrence in the first preseason game went 6-for-9, 71 yards, zero touchdowns, but did look sharp, completed a lot of nice passes, one of them to Marvin Jones that I thought was a really nice highlight, really nice throw, and hopefully um, sooner rather than later, Urban Meyer can just shut up about the whole Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew open quarterback competition. That is absolutely ridiculous. Trevor Lawrence will be the starter week one. I can guarantee that book it whatever you don't spend the number one pick on a guy and start Gardner Minshew of all quarterbacks over him all right the second overall pick Mr. Zach Wilson gunslinger a little short a little bit on the shorter side compared to the other prospects in this class but he can for sure run from BYU the big question with Wilson is the level of competition that he played at BYU. Obviously, their schedule is not SEC or ACC. Well, it might be ACC for that matter, but not Big Ten, Big 12. It's not that level of competition. And the one critique of him is that the one time that they did play a half-decent team against Coastal Carolina, he looked pretty mediocre. He didn't look amazing, but... That's the past. Obviously, he was taken second overall for a reason. Uh, He was my fourth favorite quarterback in this class, but I am not the New York Jets, and the New York Jets are not me. So in his debut, he went six for nine, 63 yards. Didn't score, but again, didn't look amazing, but looked solid. Can't really expect much. I feel like now that Justin Herbert came into the NFL and just lit it on fire, and Justin Jefferson did the same thing at the wide receiver position. We expect every single prospect on every single team to just come in and be a pro bowler. That is so rare. That is so rare. Like that does not usually happen. Not to say Zach Wilson won't be, but we can't expect this dude to come in and be Kyler Murray on his first three drives in the NFL. It just doesn't make sense. But nonetheless, Zach Wilson Should be a good player. I think the Jets are on the right track. My second favorite quarterback in this class personally, and I believe should have gone second overall to the New York Jets, Justin Fields torched the backups for the Dolphins' defense. It was interesting on Twitter. I didn't get to watch the game, but his first two drives, he struggled, and people were panicking. And then he carved up the Dolphins' The rest of the day, he did it on the ground. He did it through the air. He was 14 for 20 for a buck 42 and a touch. He also on the ground went four for 38 with a long of 22. And that 22 was a touchdown. Scored twice. Justin Fields showed a lot of promise. The quarterback out of Ohio State. We know that the knock on Ohio State quarterbacks is that they don't usually translate to the NFL. 
I don't ever buy that argument because every single prospect, every single player is different just because a string of players came from a school and they didn't pan out does not mean that they won't pan out. That doesn't make any sense. But anyways, Justin Fields, poise, pocket presence, can do it with his legs, can do it with his arm, obviously, too. I'm not sure why he fell to the Bears. I think that Atlanta, Detroit, even the Giants and the Eagles easily would have been better off with Justin Fields. Easily. I don't know what these teams look at sometimes when it comes to prospects, but that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is that Justin Fields in an Atlanta Falcons uniform would look really good. I think he's on the right track. He's going to be a baller for years to come. Next up, the quarterback who is described as being the most raw and most unlike any quarterback in this class, Trey Lance. I believe he played something like 12 total games in college, but his raw tools and mechanics are unmatched. Had an 80-yard touchdown throw this weekend, which was rather impressive. Was 5 for 14, a buck 28 and a touch outside of that 80-yard touchdown. Wasn't really his day, but again, it's preseason week one. All the clips that we see coming out of Niners camp, everyone can't stop raving about Trey Lance. And I like rooting for small school guys. I, I really enjoy seeing guys that don't come from Alabama or Ohio State every once in a while. They come from North Dakota State or uh, Montana or one of those schools, and they come and tear it up. Trey Lance, huge. Got to be at least 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, cannon for an arm. I mean, accurate, and, and I feel like right now he's probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. And I know that if the Niners want to win and Kyle Shanahan does want to win, he handpicked Trey Lance from the University of North Dakota. I feel we see Lance sooner rather than later. That's definitely the right move if they're the Niners. I say you stock up on 49ers fantasy options because they are rather plentiful. And again, Trey Lance coming out of college, some teams had them as, or had him rather, as their number two overall quarterback. Other teams didn't even have him in the first round. There was a lot unknown. But obviously the Niners loved him enough to trade all the way up to three and grab him. Looks like it's going to pay off. The other rookie quarterback that is not Kellen Mond that is worthy to talk about, Mac Jones from Alabama. Had a ton of talent around him in college. Solid thrower of the football. Not much of a scrambler. Has a little bit of a beer gut off the record or on the record. Taken by none other than Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Was 13 for 19, 87 yards. Didn't score. Looked pretty solid. And it seems that all the reports out of camp is that we're going to see Mac Jones sooner rather than later. At least that's the sense that I get from the beat reporters and beat writers. Won the national championship at Alabama. But like I said, the talent that he had around him 
like any year at Alabama, was unmatched. Decent arm, not amazing. Uh, not the greatest runner, but very cool and calm in the pocket. Great pocket presence, pocket awareness. And he can get it done. He's not my favorite quarterback in this class, not even close. I'd still put him at five. I thought it was funny how in the draft process, he really got obliterated because everyone thought that the 49ers traded up for Mac Jones at third overall. And this kid was just getting destroyed by the media. And he was the betting favorite by far leading up to the draft. I don't remember what the numbers were exactly, but it was something like minus 220 and Trey Lance was like plus 340. I would have taken the Jones bet. That was all indications coming out of the main reporters. You know, there was like a 70% chance that it was going to be Mac Jones. Yeah, no, I guess not. (laughs) But um, anyways, that was how the, the rookie quarterbacks performed during week one of the preseason. A lot of them showed some promise. No conclusions to be drawn. Please don't draw any conclusions. Please don't adjust rankings too much based off of one preseason game. It was just good to see the players out there and playing football. And that goes for all of them, not just the rookie quarterbacks. Football is back, and it's a beautiful thing. Our next segment is going to be a pre-recorded clip or segment that I recorded with my friend Dalton. The other night, we gave our thoughts on betting favorites for each NFL division. We had a blast, a couple surprises in there, and a couple of value plays that we really liked. And now we are going to transition into that. Voila. Next up, me and Dalt picked our division winners. NFC North with the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. I think that the Packers uh, run away with this one pretty easily. Yeah, There's, that's an easy one. Yeah, not not much of a threat there. Um, I think that the Bears and Lions, Lions, my God, like don't even mention them in that <laughs> sentence. But uh, the Bears, Justin Fields, if he makes some noise, okay. Uh, he's not beating out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The only team that I could really see giving them some fits is the Vikings, if they can put it all together, because they were a perennial like playoff contender team. Uh, as recently as a couple years back. Last year, they just had an injury-depleted down year with yeah. Justin Jefferson coming back. I think that the Vikings can challenge, but Dalton and I both like the Packers, right? Yeah, I agree. NFC South, <clears throat> um, probably the easiest division to call in all of football. Buccaneers sitting at minus 185. Uh, Saints plus 350. Falcons plus 900. Panthers plus 1100. Um this is one division where I see the favorite absolutely running away. Do you think – where's the value here, though? Mm, I don't think there really is any value. I wouldn't – I would definitely take them, but I'd, I don't think I'd I'd bet that. I think I'd bet minus 185, bro. I really do. <laughs> I mean – I really do. I don't like saying it's a lock, but it's, it's pretty locked it's in. It's pretty close. If, if the Saints – I don't know, if Michael Thomas was there and Drew Brees was, like – Drew Brees a couple years ago. Right. If Jameis can can be like a decent NFL quarterback. Yeah. I mean maybe. What was what did he do? He did thirty touchdowns, but he had thirty picks. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the number three fantasy quarterback that year. Um (laughs) Yeah. If they let Jameis throw the ball, um, great things can happen 
sometimes, and then other times tragic things happen. <laughs> uh, I think Bucks at minus 185 would be my favorite here for sure. Yeah. Um, next up, the NFC least. Cowboys plus 145 to win it. Washington at plus 260. Giants plus 450. Eagles plus 550. Uh, I like the Cowboys. Dalt has a different answer for that, though. I think the Washington football team has good value. Um, Do you like them to win it outright? Yeah. Okay. I, I would say... Uh, I going to say maybe the Giants, like if you want to for some value, but mm. uh, I don't know. I can see the Cowboys... Washington and the Giants winning this division. I cannot see the Eagles in any yeah, way, shape, or form I, I agree. winning it. Um, so I think that the value, like you said, plus four fifty for the Giants. I'll, I'll throw ten bucks on that. Yeah, um, that would not be a bad bet. But I think personally, the Cowboys take that one. Dalt likes Washington. Next up, the most loaded division in football, the NFC West. Rams and Niners both at plus two hundred. The Seahawks not far behind them at plus 280, and the Cardinals at plus 650. I feel so bad for the Cardinals, man. They're a decent team in a division with just three freaking dogs, man. Um, I think that the Rams take this division, but I have no confidence in saying that. Yeah, I'm going to bet it just because I want to root for it and Homer. everything. Yeah, but I could I could definitely see the Niners coming back real strong. Or the Seahawks, too. Yeah. Um, I, I actually like the Seahawks value at plus 280. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I like, I don't know. I, I think that any of those three teams you can sell me on pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up the AFC North, the Ravens at plus 120, Browns at plus 155, Steelers at plus 500 and the Bengals at plus 280, uh, 2,800 rather Bengals get that off my screen. Um, the Steelers though at plus 500, I, there's some value in that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I. I didn't, I, can, I didn't even realize it was that. That low, right? Yeah. I think that the Steelers, I'm not calling for them to win the division by any means, but they can definitely provide value at plus 500. Um, yeah. But Dalton and I both like the second place projected finisher to win this division. We're both taking the Browns at plus 155. Uh, the Ravens at plus 120. That's fine with me too, but I, I just think that the Browns are going to be riding a special wave, even though I picked their under rather contradictory of me but <laughs> i don't know i guess i was just feeling something when i was yeah, that i said i said giants on there i think but then i said they might have good value so oh, it depends on the day i guess yeah afc south <clears throat> titans minus 105 colts plus 150 jaguars plus 800 and the texans at plus 3000 uh if deshaun watson plays plus 3000 Give me ten dollars on that. You're crazy. <laughs> Yo. They still stink, bro. It's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Who's their running back? They oh. have they have four good running backs: Who? Rex Burkhead, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and David Johnson. <laughs> that they have like for some reason the most loaded running back core in the league. Who say good? Loaded. <laughs> Wait, who who were the first two again? Uh, Burkhead, Ingram, Lindsay, and David Johnson. I guess Lindsay could be okay. And Brandon Cooks is not bad either. Yeah. Um, Laramie Tunsil's all right. I mean, I, I don't think that the Texans are nearly as talent-depleted as the Detroit Lions. Yeah, um, but what do you think the line would be if Deshaun Watson played? What would they be plus what? I think they would go up to like plus 1,200 probably, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say around there probably. They definitely wouldn't be all the way down there. But um, I, I like the Colts to win this division at plus 150 outright. I think that that's 
valuable. Jaguars at plus 800. I'm just not. I don't think the Jaguars go from worst to first yeah. in a year. Um, Dalt, who do you like to win the division? I'm taking the favorite. I think Titans minus 105 is pretty good. I could definitely see the Colts, though, if Wentz is a new player. Yes. But I still I like the Titans a lot. Next up, the AFC. Bills at minus 149. Dolphins at plus 350. Pats at plus 360. Jets at plus 2500. The Jets are not winning this division, so don't even try it. Patriots at plus 360. No. I think that should be like plus 700. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be. But, yeah. but, dude, but, like, they did not get better. No. They not. didn't get better, dude. Not really. You know what's crazy is they spent the most money of any team in NFL history in free agency this summer. <laughs> On yeah. what? They picked up two tight ends. On Nelson Aguilar <laughs> and John Smith and Hunter Henry. Like, get out of my face. Uh, Huge bias here. The AFC champion, 2021 Miami Dolphins, will take this division at plus 350 outright. Doll, who you like in the Dolphins? Nope. I'm taking the favorite. <laughs> I like the Bills. If Allen's the same as last year, they're definitely going to win it. But like Tuck said before, if Allen has a bad year or something, then... Could go south. Yeah. I, I like the Dolphins' value, though. I was going to say, at plus 350? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's respectable. Yeah. Um, and then to wrap it up, the AFC West, Chiefs at minus 250, Chargers plus 600, Broncos plus 900, Raiders plus 2200. Um, I don't think that the Raiders have a prayer. If the Broncos had a quarterback, maybe. But I I think the Chiefs easily run away with this at minus 250, like no question. But if you're going to play value plus 600 for the Chargers, you could throw a little 10. Yeah. A little Jackson on that, a little 20 <laughs> on that, bad boy. Yeah, I think the Chiefs definitely win this, but I wrote down the Chargers just because I like the value. Yo, you, you like them to win <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I just like the value of it, but it's it's hard to bet against the Chiefs like that. I, I agree. I don't think there's a way that they lose. So I agree. Um, so the, I have the Chiefs, Dalt has the Chargers, the AFC West, and then Dalt, one final question. I'm going to put you on the spot super early. Super Bowl champion, who's playing, who's winning. I'll go first because I put you on the spot. I like the Rams to beat the Chiefs. I think the Rams are going to win it this year. I think that the Chiefs are certainly the best team in football, most talented team in football. But for some reason, I think McVay and Stafford put it all together and make some magic. I like the Rams to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. How about you? I'm going to say something stupid, and I'm going to go Dolphins. Rams. Browns. All right. Or, and or Bills. But that's just the bias right there. But Who's winning it, though? Obviously, the Rams. Are the Rams. So we both like the Rams to win it. want to thank Big Dalt for joining the big show. Got our big draft. I'm going to stop saying big eventually, but not so <laughs> Got our big fantasy draft next Saturday. Dalt's going to be present. We're going to get some pick reactions there. Dalt, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Blast, Thank you for having me on the Tucker Saley Experience podcast. <laughs> that should be the name of it. <laughs> and that's all she wrote, folks. All right. That is going to do it for the show today on this Monday, August the 16th. We had a blast. We overreacted. We talked some rookie quarterbacks. We talked some divisions. It was just another great show, another great day. I thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Take care.